0: Brian and Jen podcast. She is the excellent, elegant, extremely enticing, eternally exquisite.
1: Watch this.
0: Jennifer Horn. That's pretty
1: good. I got to say.
0: When she's not doubling as your conservative crusader.
1: And I will tell you, Brian, Mm. that you are the uh, handsome, the uh, honorable, Mm. the humorous, Sometimes hungry, uh huh, lovable liberal, a lot of times. Hungry. Brian Whitman, oh, and that's sweet. I <laughs> that? I like that. Did I you like that. it? I do like that. I-, I wanted to give you a give. You always come up with so many nice adjectives to describe me. I had to to help you and hand a little back to you. It's only fair.
0: You should let our Brian and Jen podcast listeners know that I take the the preparation required to put together appropriate alliteration very seriously. You
1: really do, actually. You, I think you probably. You're like, oh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I've got to get to my thesaurus. i got to do the intros. Right. i got to
0: do your intro.
1: Yeah, of course. I
0: should start to write yours, so it's a little nicer to me, too.
1: I just did a okay. nice one. All right. Uh, now I called you hungry.
0: You did. And, <laughs> and By the way, it is nice, and more than nice, it's accurate.
1: There you go. See? And I think that matters. It does matter.
0: Okay, so sure. here we are, still uh, Southern California, Brian and Jen broadcast from Hollywood, Phase 3, moving to Phase 4 of the reopening of California, right?
1: Mm-hmm. We're in. We're well into phase three.
0: Well into phase three. Phase four comes... I went to a
1: restaurant for the first time.
0: Okay. What was that experience like? Now, before you answer, yeah. the class of restaurant, an upscale kind of a – Like above a diner. Okay, but like a family restaurant? A
1: family restaurant. That's exactly what. Like, think Coco's or a Caro's, or it's a little nicer than a Denny's.
0: Okay. And uh, tell me what your experience was. Did it was th-
1: clean. I felt safe. I really I had is no it- desire. It's not that I'm afraid to go back to restaurants. I'm not. I would go back to a restaurant anytime. I just hadn't done it yet because I've created all these new habits of eating at home, or if I eat out, it's delivery. And I just didn't have the opportunity. Well, I went this week because I had an eye doctor's appointment and I was dilated and I need a place to like
0: yeah, I've seen that let move. my
1: eyes get back to I mean, normal again. You should
0: see this one. It's like uh, it's like an old Mr. Magoo sketch <laughs> with Jim Backus. You know, and she,
1: that's under normal circumstances. Right. So the rest- I got the blue eyes. They Like you, they dilate really well so it takes a while for them to get back to, to normal again.
0: Right. You have to sit there at the restaurant. We won't say the name of the restaurant but uh, unless you want to. It's a restaurant you've been to before. Yeah, it's called the Hill
1: Street Cafe. Okay. It's in Burbank.
0: So you could compare to the best of your optical abilities on that day that experience compared with previous experiences before covid bc
1: very extra clean Everything was kind of off the tables. They had no menus. Instead, they had the QR code where you hover your phone over it, oh. and the menu pops up on your cell phone, so you're not touching menus. Um, they brought you the condiments, and there was a bottle of hand sanitizer on the table so that you could squirt at will.
0: Yeah, what if you confuse that with, like, the oil or the vinegar for the salad? That would be
1: a problem. Because I do that. You probably get a little buzz because it's made of all alcohol, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It? <laughs> hey, I taste you
0: this is today,
1: I the is delicious. I
0: don't know what kind of adjustments you guys are making. <laughs> (laughs) With COVID (laughs) nineteen, but I like a (laughs) sallow. So, okay. So, you go in there now. Question: Serious? Yes. About the uh, restaurateur, the business operator. As best as your dilated eyes could tell you, Jennifer, Mm -hmm. on the Brian and Jen podcast, how well could you identify? The extent to which that restaurateur had to upend his or her business model by getting rid of tables, seats, etc. They're
1: definitely the they're it was a combo restaurant of booths and tables. They definitely have gotten rid of most of the tables. There are a couple of them. They've shut down a row of booths, they've put up plexiglass in between each booth. So just in case they do get full, they actually have that separation. But I they were a tough they,
0: question. How many seats do you think they eliminated? Uh,
1: Well, they probably eliminated about seven tables, I think, from the main room. Okay, okay. But – Obviously, they can't sit people right next to each other. But it felt pretty full. They had about nine, ten tables. And my my friend who owns the place, he said that the hardest thing as a restaurateur and bringing people back is it's really hard to schedule people because some days he's busy and other days he's not. And it used to be in restaurants, as as people know who run restaurants or retail stores.
0: And he means schedule his workers, Yeah, you
1: know about the flow of traffic. You can kind of anticipate on a Tuesday you can expect so many people. On a Monday you can expect so many people. And i got to have
0: somebody for my Thursday lunch. That's always busy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's kind of out the window. I think in the days of COVID, they haven't been able to kind of find that 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 movement yet. That that right pace to bring people back to work.
0: So it probably hasn't identified it. It probably hasn't presented itself exactly. Yet. Right. So there's
1: no uh, no guaranteed rhythm of customers. Certainly.
0: Okay. Now that we are months, uh, more than three months since uh, President Donald Trump gave that uh, speech live from the Oval Office, declaring a national emergency in our fight against the spread of COVID nineteen, which triggers coronavirus. Uh, There's a report out, and they rate – WalletHub does this, and they do Mm -hmm. some interesting polls. They're rating 2020's most patriotic states in all of
1: America. And I thought about you because even though we disagree politically, you're the liberal, I'm the conservative, I know that we are both patriots. And so I was thinking to myself when I saw this survey, Okay, well, how do you – how does WalletHub measure someone's patriotism? That seems pretty tough, and we'll tell you how they did it. But first, how do you – describe patriotism. Like if you say you're patriotic, what does that mean?
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Thank you. Interesting question. Uh, I can tell you the person in my life who embodied patriotism, who lived it. And I got to see it by example was my grandfather, my Mm -hmm. mother's father. We called him pop pop. He's in heaven now, but he lived, He was the most patriotic person I've ever known. He didn't scream about it. He just lived it, and he loved his country. So patriotism to me is characterized by deep love of country. I agree. It is characterized also by a deep affection for country. Mm -hmm. It is characterized by a deep desire for one's country to do well domestically and internationally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patriotism is also, I think, defined by one's embrace – of their country's core values. And those core values are usually pretty obvious when we look at maybe the United States, uh, for starters, sure. right? So to what extent do you embrace those core values that are undeniably American? And I think those are, those are the, uh, those are the, uh, and one last one, I think the extent to which one would sacrifice, um, some some personal gain for the gain or good of the country. Yeah,
1: I think it's a love and appreciation service, service
0: to the nation, right?
1: A love, appreciation and respect of country. I And I certainly think that I agree with your definition, even from opposite sides of the political island. I think that's important because that means that we can have a conversation because we both put our country First, and essentially, I know you I've always known you. So do. I think that that's a that's a really cool thing. But Wallet Hub put together a list of states. They they took all fifty states and they measured their patriotism. The way they did it is based on the number of military enlistees, oh. the veterans per capita. The number of Peace Corps volunteers per capita, the percentage of adults who voted in the 2016 election, and the volunteer rate in general, so people who volunteer for all types of, of causes.
0: Not necessarily, uh, not necessarily uh, 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 Peace Corps or not necessarily a patriotic uh, – uh, based in nationalism based in love of country organization
1: now broadly what they say is that red states are more patriotic than blue states and the smaller the state the more patriotic the state is which is kind of interesting so here's how some of this broke down the top five most patriotic states do you want to take a guess I want
0: to take a guess based on one standard you gave one standard you gave that Wallet Hub used Jen uh, here on the Brian and Jen podcast thank you for downloading uh SebGorka.com and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. You said military enlistees, Mm -hmm. and I remember now we're going back a generation, almost two generations now, right? Uh, Post 9-11, so many American young people volunteered for our all-volunteer opportunities. Army military after nine sure. eleven. And of course that happened in New York. New York, New Jersey hit so hard. There were great there was great turnout from those states to, to join the military. So I would have to say is New York, New Jersey, Connecticut on that list? <laughs>
1: wow. On the list, but not for the reason you would think. So the most patriotic states in the U.S., I'll give you the top five. New Hampshire is number one, followed by Wyoming, Idaho, Alaska, and Maryland. At the very bottom of the list, the two states that you referenced, New Jersey, according to this survey, is the least Patriotic, followed by New York, California, Texas, and West Virginia. That makes up the bottom five. So,
0: you know, you take that data to Texas, oh. and you'd have some angry Texans saying they don't yeah, believe you that. Would. Yeah, you would. But again, right. they said. Uh, by it, the way, you'd have some angry New Yorkers. It, I can tell you, having been raised there.
1: Again, the broad stripes of this are: the bigger the state, the more unpatriotic it seems to be, which is kind of interesting. So let's uh, forget about the volunteer rates and all that. Let's focus in on the percentage of adults who voted in 2016, because we're in a year, an election year, 2020, is almost here. And uh, I think it's really kind of interesting to see the states that turned out the vote. So I would
0: say a state like Wisconsin in 2016 with heavy, heavy turnout would have to. Okay,
1: that is really, really smart. So let's start then on that list, which is the highest percentage of adults who voted in the 2016 presidential election at the top of the list is Maine, followed by Wisconsin, followed by Colorado, followed by New Hampshire and Minnesota at number five. Keep in mind that all five of these states, except for Maine, are really kind of battleground states. They're states that can go from blue to red. That's right. And they're usually hotly contested states. Now, on the lowest side, on the lowest percentage of adults who voted in the 2016 presidential election, Texas, is number 46 followed by New Mexico at 47, Tennessee at 48, West Virginia at 49 and Hawaii at 50 for the number of adults who voted least based on basically per capita.
0: Interesting, Brian and Jen podcast. What states of the 50 in the U.S. are most patriotic? I have one question about this, and you've got the answers there. Uh, what state has more veterans in it than any other state? Does it declare that state? Because I'd be it does. interested.
1: So most veterans per capita, Alaska, Montana, Virginia, Maine, and Wyoming. Oh. Fewest veterans, Utah, Massachusetts, California, New Jersey, and New York. And then the number of enlistees – Because that's different. So active military. Number one is Georgia. Number two is Alaska. Three, South Carolina. Four, Texas. And five, Alabama.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay, very interesting.
0: Well, it doesn't matter what state you're in. As long as you are in America, you're hearing the Brian and Jen podcast. We thank you for that. Uh, You can be, as we strive to be, Patriots. That's uh, right. Patriots. Patriots before any political philosophy. Before- I always say,
1: America is. America is not the problem; it's the solution.
0: No, that's right. And you ask uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, our buddy, America first. That's right. Uh, he believes in it so strongly; he named his radio show that. We thank you for joining us. It's the Brian and Jen podcast. <laughs>